Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis, and here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes, sir. Hello. Hi. How's your week been going, man? Oh, you know, just living the dream like always. (laughs) Just work. I mean, I really didn't do anything of significance this weekend. Uh, I did have a chance to watch something, though. What was that? I watched The New Hellraiser. How was it? You know, I really enjoyed it. It was, it's creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the body horror is insane. Um, it, it's, it's one of those movies where if I talk about it, it just won't give it justice because you sort of have to watch it to, it's, it's just something that it it blew my mind. Like I couldn't believe how good it was. It's just something you have to experience. Exactly. Is that I, 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 okay. I don't know a whole lot about this series. I've only seen the first original one and this remake and this, I guess you could call it remake or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sequel, reboot, whatever. But yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was, it was creepy. It, it, it's got a good story. I really enjoyed the acting. Um, the visuals, fantastic. It's yeah, something that you have to experience for yourself. Oh, very if nice. If you truly like horror. Very nice. Very nice. I know you won't watch it, but <laughs> What? What? How'd, how'd you guess? <laughs> I just had an assumption. Uh well you know what they say about when you assume. What's that? I don't know. I, I was hoping you knew. Um oh, so... I, I... <laughs> very nice. Alright. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't watch Hellraiser, but I did actually watch something a little, a little older. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what's up? Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. All right. What did you think? I enjoyed it. You know, it's not, yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't like a super deep story. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like this crazy, you know, spy drama like uh, Winter Soldier was, Mm -hmm. but it was just, it was just a, a fun Taika Waititi Thor movie exactly and I really enjoyed how they uh how they kind of told the whole Jane Foster situation Mm -hmm. beforehand I mean it it kind of tied everything together very nicely I thought right right I I like I said I I just really enjoyed it Mm mm-hmm it was pretty great it was very very good I enjoyed that one as well and then spoilers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you watch the mid and post credit i did yes okay it's been a while she got though into, i'm just happy <laughs> she got into valhalla i know <laughs> yes <laughs> she did yes oh. <sighs> what did you think of the cameos <sighs> which ones i mean obviously i uh i would say the ones during the play those were good oh yes yes absolutely uh, what were the other ones? I don't remember any others. Oh, I thought they, I thought there were some other ones that I was like missing. 
Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> nope, just the, the, the ones in the play. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were pretty great. Again. Uh, oh, they were. <laughs> I am dissolving into golden dust. Yep. Oh, look at me go. Oh, I'm dissolving. Oh. And then Mad Damon is sitting there and, you know, turns his head and sprays his eyes with water. Yep. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like uh, this. I forget what I was watching, but they were talking about uh, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. No. <sighs> One second. Yes, Ragnarok. I don't know why I was having such a big brain fart there. <laughs> but uh, when they first had the play going on, mm. and they're like. You know, we know it's Loki, so obviously you're going to get A-list or Matt Damon to play you. <laughs> and then, you know, to play Thor, you get the uh, the least popular Hemsworth brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and to play Odin, Sam Neill. You know, everybody loves Sam Neill. Of course. So, Sam Neill to play Odin. And Melissa McCarthy is uh, Hela. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the new one, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was... Ah, I'm Hela, I'm here to... Yeah. <laughs> okay. What did you think of Gore? I mean, having never read the comics, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the character. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad that it was like a you know now I guess normal Marvel one and done kind of villain. Of course, you're right. But again, spoilers. Ah. Uh, <laughs> But at the same time, it's almost like he didn't really do a lot. He really didn't, no. I mean, he sent his monsters to do everything. Mm-hmm. Except for at the very, very end. Right. But I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I'm, it was good for what it was. For I mean, on uh, for what Gore did in the movie. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot, but it was still fun to see Christian Bale play a bad guy. Yes, yes. Although, this is this is a critique that I have heard from other people and, like, kind of makes sense to me. I would have liked to have seen some of the other gods that Gore had, you know, God butchered. Yes. Um, yes, I agree. Like, have seen them before because, you know, they go to the one and it's like, well, he was the, the nicest god that there ever was. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, oh, okay, sure. I mean, we didn't know them, but okay right <laughs> i guess i guess i'll believe you so i don't know would i get have been that, nice. it would have been nice to have that kind of like uh i guess uh what am i trying to say that not foreshadowing but just kind of to see a little where bit of backstory the, yeah backstory thank you yes that's all i'm asking a little bit of backstory like we got with jane mm-hmm. um it was good to see lady sif again of course oh yes glad to see that she's still alive because <laughs> you know after after hella and thanos and all of that you just you, yeah you never know mm-hmm. but yeah it was good yeah yeah well good i'm glad you enjoyed it me too i wanted to watch more but then i was looking and i was like uh 
the only real new one that's that I can watch like right now is Mr. Harrigan's phone, and I really don't want to watch that. So, Thor it is. There you go. Because <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, I have time to watch a movie. I'm gonna watch a new one so I can actually talk about a new one that we actually talked about last week. Nope. I I would have been surprised if you would have been like, you know, something, Travis. I watched Hellraiser. (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, seeing as okay, question for you. Yes. Hellraiser versus 2007 Texas Chainsaw Gore Factor. Um, I mean, 2007 Texas Chainsaw was very in your face and you see a lot of it Mm -hmm. and this one in hellraiser it's more of a mix of off-camera torture to uh, where you actually see things happening so i mean is that the thing you're worried about the most is the gore factor or is it just it being scary and creepy well i mean there's the horror elements to it but at the same time like i mean even with the what i've seen of the original one you know okay. it's just like very much gives me the the heebie-jeebies i guess is the the best way to put it like okay. in the original when you see him with the with all the hooks kind of pulling mhm like that it just it's almost like i can feel the hooks in my skin Okay, well, just from that alone, you would never be able to watch Hellraiser. There we go. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's Good no know. way, Good to no know. way at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with that, uh, on that note, <laughs> right? How about we uh, go ahead and jump into some movie news that we have for this week? Let's do it. Fantastic. The first one that we have is. Uh, Andrew Stanton, who uh, directed movies like Wall-E uh, and Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. he's going to be directing In the Blink of Eye, which is a very, or sorry, yeah, In the Blink of an Eye, sorry. Okay. Uh, which is going to be a sci-fi drama for Searchlight Pictures. So still staying within Disney, since Fox's, you know, Fox Searchlight is now Disney mm-hmm. Searchlight. So is this supposed to be animated then, or? I think, no, it's going to be live action. Okay, all right. Uh, so, I mean, usually, like, you think you think Andrew Stanton, and I mean, especially for like something like Wally or Finding Nemo, you think like really expansive kind of uh, universes. Exactly right. right. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be interesting to see how this goes with with it being a searchlight picture since Searchlight doesn't usually have very much of a uh, budget for the movies. Right. Mm-hmm. So huh. we'll see how it all goes. Uh, apparently, the the script for In the Blink of an Eye was on the blacklist in 2017. It was on the blacklist? As in, like, the where they don't want this to be made? or They don't think it will ever be made. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so it was... Basically, it was featured in the 2017 blacklist, which helped to launch Colby Day's kind of script writing career. Mm-hmm. Uh, who actually, he's the one, so Colby Day is the one that wrote this script, and then it got put onto the blacklist, being where basically people were like, yeah, we don't think this is ever going to actually get greenlit. And now it is. 
Huh. That is interesting. So I will say, uh, his, Andrew Stanton's live-action debut for directing, mm-hmm. 2012's John Carter. Okay. All right. Which I know actually has a following. Like, has a, has a pretty dedicated following. And, like, a lot of people say that it's actually a pretty decent movie, but just nobody went to go see it, so it never got any sequels. Well, from what I remember of John of John Carter, I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But maybe I need to revisit it and give it a shot again. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Cool. All right. So, Andrew Stanton, going to be directing a movie called In the Blink of an Eye. I like it. Very nice. Uh, moving on to our next uh, story. There we go. <laughs> Wow. Okay, we have we have a release date for Expendables Four because apparently oh, they're boy. still making those. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so, the Expendables Four is going to be coming out in 2023 on September 22nd. Wow. Okay. So under a year away. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to see how it all goes. Uh so it looks like Sylvester Stallone. Uh, we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 Cent and Megan Fox will be joining the mercenary team, and w- which includes Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture, Tony Jaa, uh, lots of other people. <laughs> you didn't just see this because we're obviously doing a recording, but I just rolled my eyes when you said Megan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't me either. We'll have to we'll have to see how it all goes. Well, maybe this one will have a, a twist ending like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Ah. Uh, <laughs> why? What, what, uh, what, what made you have uh, M. Night Shyamalan on the mind there, Travis? Oh, probably because there's going to be a new one, a new movie of his coming out soon. Yeah, well, we have, we have the one that's coming out, Knock at the Cabin. That'll be yep. February 3rd of next year. That one looks so creepy, but yes, yeah. okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but apparently Universal has uh, put into their schedule another M. Night Shyamalan thriller uh, for April 5th, 2024. So okay. he's he's back to making like one a year apparently now because he had old, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did he have before that? Did he have anything uh, before that or was old kind of like the start of it again? Old. Because um, he had the glass, uh, wouldn't it? Hmm? Th- wasn't it glass? I think you're right. And then I think... And then before that was Split. Well, he also did, you know, The uh, the Visit. Yep. And... Uh, so The Visit was 2015. Split was 2016. And then there was a break. Glass was 2019. And then Old was 2020. And then... Or sorry, 2021. Sorry. Uh, old was 2021. Knock at the Cabin will be 2023. And then a new one will be 2024. Um, but he did do a TV series. He directed a couple episodes of a TV series uh, did, in 2019, yeah. 2020, 2021, and 2022 called Servant. Yep. I, I've I've heard that show is fantastic. Oh, and that's on Apple TV. Yeah, boo. Right. Boo, you Apple users. Just joking. Please don't hate me. <laughs> so it looks like it's, it's really like, it, it says TV series, but it's one quote unquote episode a year. So Okay. So he's like guest guest directing then basically. I don't know if he's guest directing or if it's like based off of his mind. 
mm-hmm. or some stories of his or something. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Oh, you know what? No, it is it is episode. So basically, he directed one episode per season. Looks like. Okay. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know how that goes. I haven't watched any of it on Apple TV because I don't have it. <laughs> Me neither. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see if uh, any of these uh, any of these new movies uh, spawn any more ideas for him. Ah. Eh? Eh? You like yeah, that one? Segway. I do. That was good. Uh, I know we've talked about it before. We have a new Spawn movie coming out. Yes. And I think there was... No, that was... It was Blade that was having issues, I think, last week or the week before. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Spawn, apparently we have some new writers. Cool. Uh, let me just open this up quick. Find it. There it is. Uh, so, basically, um, Todd McFarlane, there we go, had written a script for it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Jamie Foxx came on... Uh, Jeremy Renner is possibly coming in. And then he saw Joker in 2019. Todd McFarlane saw Joker in 2019. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to ask the writer of Joker. See if he wants to work on this script here too. And the writer was like, uh, yes, I will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So Scott, he talked to Scott Silver who wrote Joker. Uh, he, he also talked to Malcolm Spellman who, mm-hmm. Uh, basically made Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. And then uh, Matt Mixon as well, which, let me just double check one thing here quick, who I guess is mainly a documentary kind of person, like has been mainly in the documentary world of things. Sure, so okay. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. That'll be an interesting kind of team up. Uh, but then apparently Todd McFarlane was, was wanting to direct. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, okay, we've got an A-list actor in Jamie Foxx, like, being fully attached. They've yep. got A-list producers, A-list writers. Do I really want to direct this, or do I want to shoot for an A-list director and A-list cinematographers? Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, it was it was kind of an easy choice <laughs> to be like, yeah, I'll step back. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, going back, actually, to uh, Ma- Malcolm Spellman. Mm-hmm. So not only did he like basically create Falcon and the Win- Winter Soldier, he's also writing Captain America: New World Order, which oh, is nice. the next okay. Captain America movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Spawn is is not Marvel, not DC. It's its own thing. Image Comics. Yeah, yeah. Image. Yeah, uh, they, they. Yeah, uh, which was started by Tom the, McFarlane. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were always the more like edgier comics. I remember. Right. Right. And uh, so it would be interesting to see because, I mean, Jamie Foxx obviously has been in Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner has obviously been in Marvel movies in general. Right. Do you think Jeremy Renner, do you think they would go along with the same kind of storyline as the original Spawn movie? Kind of like have it be like an origin story? A little bit. Okay. Um... And have, have Clown in there? That would be cool. With Jeremy Renner, possibly? I could see him. I could see him kind of doing that. It'd be really cool if they got John Leguizamo back. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, that would be super cool. I, I've never really been a big, a big 
fan of Spawn. I just never read them, but I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the movie. I remember as a kid. I haven't revisited it because I've heard it hasn't aged very well. So uh, I might have to for this new one. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you can't watch it for free anywhere. So darn it. You can rent it on Apple TV. <laughs> Stupid Apple. Right. Uh, so, yep, we got the new Spawn movie coming in. We also apparently have a new Hercule Poirot movie. <laughs> you okay? Oh, I'm good. That was just it was just <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, based off you know obviously the Agatha Christie novels, Kenneth Branagh is back as as Hercule Poirot. And then um, it looks like it's going to be a haunting in Venice. Very nice. Okay. And apparently there's been a few people cast in it already besides Kenneth Branagh. Oh, wow. Okay. Who do we got? Uh, Jamie Dornan. Okay. Which. uh, So from Fifty Shades. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Him. (laughs) I was like, I know that name. Why do I know that name? Uh, Yeah. Jamie Dornan. Uh, Tina Fey will be in it interesting okay michelle yo okay and jude hill jude hill why does that name sound familiar uh he's an actor like he was the kid in belfast oh okay he was the main character in belfast the Mm -hmm. the one that came out last year Mm -hmm. and then uh kelly riley will also be in it okay uh you may know her from sherlock holmes as mary sherlock Uh, holmes as in uh robert downey jr Yes. Okay. She was Mary in the Sherlock Holmes movies. Okay. Uh, let's see here. 2005, Pride and Prejudice. She was Caroline Bingley. Okay. If anybody has watched that one. Uh, but yes, she will be in there as well. Hmm, interesting. It should be interesting to see how this all goes. I mean... I know you didn't care. You d- you don't care for these movies. I know that. I I, I really I really did not like. Uh, what's the what was it? Uh, Death on the Nile. No, I never saw that one. The first one. Murder on the Orient Express. Orient Express. Yeah, I really did not like that one. But I want to revisit it because I know I was tired when I first watched it. So I might I might like it. Who knows? Okay. It, okay. It, it, it might turn into a whole Captain America situation. <laughs> I was just going to say, is it going to be another Captain America? It might. It could be. You never know. I mean, I really enjoyed both movies. Like, yeah, that's what you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the first one, obviously, I, I really, really enjoyed. Second one was still kind of okay, but then again, I was watching it on a smaller TV, so... Sure. I didn't really get the good, like, my, my good TV experience. Mm-hmm. or even a good theater experience because it wasn't really in the theaters, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, one of those things where we'll see how it all goes. Apparently, though, A Haunting in, Van- in Venice is going to start production at the end of this month, oh, wow, October 31st. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so Halloween, they're going to start production of A Haunting in Venice. Fitting. They're going to really, yeah, they're getting the the uh halloween vibe in there very much so if they're starting on halloween exactly exactly so cool i like it all right perfect uh another movie that is actually starting shooting uh is going to be kingdom of the planet of the apes yes 
So it's going to be in the same kind of universe as the previous three movies. Mm -hmm. And it's going to pick up many, many years after the conclusion of War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. You know who's going to be directing it? Or who, who is directing it, I, I should say? No, I don't. Who? Wes Ball. Why does that name sound familiar? Maze Runner. He Ooh. directed the Maze Runner movies. Okay. Uh, and then Owen Teague from It will be in it. Okay. Sorry, one second. I'm just kind of double checking. He played Patrick. Okay. Patrick Hawksetter. So one of the bullies, I'm guessing. Right? Yes. I believe so, yes. It's been a little bit since I've seen the It movies, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Freya Allen, who was in The Witcher. I've heard that's a great show. Okay. Peter Macon, who was in The Orville, which is a great show. That's what I've heard. Uh, Eka Darville, who was in Jessica Jones. Okay. And then Kevin Durand, who was in The Strain. Okay. Do we know if uh, Andy Serkis is coming back for Caesar? Or I mean, I, I would have to think that this is long after Caesar has passed already. Oh, Okay. So this will be like in the future, future. Yes. So kind of like when the humans blew are it gone. Up. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You darn dirty ape. Thank you for censoring yourself. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. I got you. Uh, so let's see here. It looks like it's being written by Josh Friedman, who wrote War of the Worlds. Okay. Uh, Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver, who wrote Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. And also Patrick Asen, who wrote Prey nice okay so like i said that it's actually started shooting in australia that's awesome okay in what used to be called the fox studios australia but is now called disney studios australia <laughs> of course okay go figure huh what a happy coincidence yeah so we'll have to see how it all goes and we, we've got the uh the backstory of how it became a planet of apes and so now we're, we're going to be able to go into the future and and see how everything is is uh panning out I, I look forward to this i've always been a big fan of the apes movies and this sounds cool so i'm excited yeah yeah how many how many have you watched how many of the original ones have you watched if you're such a big fan all of them <laughs> <laughs> i've seen all of them plus the remake or well okay all of the originals plus tim burton plus the uh the newer ones that like uh dawn and rise and war gotcha gotcha uh, <laughs> <laughs> i am a bit of a glass onion <laughs> uh, <laughs> a glass onion a knives out mystery apparently is going to be coming to theaters about a month before it goes on netflix so a basically four okay yeah so basically thanksgiving weekend here in the states which is November 23rd to the 29th for everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, Planet, or not Planet of the Apes, Glass Onion, there we go. Still stuck on Planet of the Apes there for a second. <laughs> Glass Onion will be in theaters, uh, but it's only going to be select theaters. It sounds like it's going to be about 600 theaters worldwide. Okay. And so there's going to be uh, AMC, Regal, and Cinemark theaters here in the States that have it. Okay. And then as of right now... Over in uh, the UK, it sounds like uh, View and Cineworld. Some of those theaters will have it. Okay. Uh, and the ones that do, sounds like they already have tickets on sale for the UK cinema run. 
which is, oh, like wow. I said, November 23rd to the 29th. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in the States, I'm not quite sure yet. One second. AMC Theaters. So AMC does have it at some theaters. Okay. So it sounds like basically you can go on to like AMC or Regal or Cinemark, uh, their websites and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And basically just search for Glass Onion, kind of search around your area. They might have advanced tickets for sale right now. Sweet. And there's already seats sold. Of course there are. <laughs> for November 23rd. <laughs> okay, so it looks like it, it is going to be pretty limited on how many times they have to show it. Sure. In the day. Mm-hmm. But if you want to check it out, it looks like they have tickets on sale. Again, November 23rd through the 29th in certain theaters and then it will be on netflix december 23rd oh wow okay so like i said a full month beforehand that is really super cool so the only bad thing is that netflix will not be um sharing how well it did oh i mean obviously i would assume that but like you would think that uh for something like this they would want to have that word of mouth but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i mean it it definitely had a lot of good buzz from the fest- the film festival that it was in, which I think mm-hmm. was the Toronto International Film Festival. I believe so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, like I said, Netflix will not be reporting box office figures for Glass Onion when it comes out, so we won't be able to see how well it actually did, see if their $400 million investment actually pays off. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, which, by the way, if you have not seen Knives Out, you should go watch Knives Out. Just you will saying. not be disappointed. It is a good time. I'm sure it'll be on Netflix before uh, this one uh, comes on. It's definitely possible. That is definitely possible, yes. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people have watched Knives Out already. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of people have played Five Nights at Freddy's, the video game. Sure, sure. Or at okay. least watched people play it. Right. Uh, so... <laughs> If you haven't heard of Five Nights at Freddy's, Five Nights at Freddy's is basically a a horror video game uh, that is set at a uh, pizza place that more caters towards children with animatronics. So kind of like Chuck E. Cheese? (laughs) Yes, a little bit like Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And Freddy Fazbear is the the main kind of bear animatronic. Uh, But basically, in the game, you work as a security officer or like security security person uh mm. who um you have to you have to stay overnight and kind of watch the place okay but the animatronics come alive at night of course they do okay and there's there's a whole backstory a whole lot of lore that there's been five games in the main series there's been like two or three other ones uh not in the main story and then there's been like mobile games there's been vr games there's been a ton of kind of universe building in within the games itself okay uh, but yeah i think at i want to say that basically the animatronics were worked on by a serial killer at one point or were made by a serial killer <laughs> okay uh that generally preyed on children and this game is for children this game is a horror game. It is not for children. Uh, well, that's this, the way it's always been marketed as, as to what I thought. No, no, no it, it's it is. Not. It is okay. just a full-on horror game. Okay. Um, actually, let me pull up something here quick. Okay. 
I always thought it was a, a, a horror game for children. New. No. I was like, I mean, for... like I guess technically, you know, kids could play it if they're not if they're good with horror games and stuff like that. But sure. like the lore and everything like that, the backstory is very much um uh very creepy. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so Five Nights at Freddy's is rated T for teen. Okay. So it's bit so it's bit a, of a softer horror game as it's not completely Yeah, so I mean like I said the audiences. the um the game itself is basically, you know, the animatronics come alive and they try to get you. Okay. And so you have to be in the security office and you have to uh you know if the if they're coming you have to close the doors but the doors require electricity mm-hmm. and you only have a certain amount of electricity to last you through the night and if you use the cameras the cameras use electricity and you know basically you have to if you turn on any lights to see if they're coming then you have to, that uses electricity it's uh it's one of those things where it's a survival horror is what they call it oh uh, uh, sure sure okay and like you know sometimes the the power will get turned off and you have to go down to the breaker and turn on the power and everything like that. But you have to avoid the animatronics as they're moving around. And um, yes, it should be very interesting, especially since you know, who's going to be making the animatronics. Who is it? Jim Henson's creature shop. That's awesome. Okay. So we'll have to see how this all goes. Um, I don't know if they actually have anybody. Oh yes. Uh, Emma Tammy is set to direct who has directed uh a few things nothing too crazy mm-hmm. uh honestly i don't i don't know anything that they've done i'm not gonna lie <laughs> okay but in 2018 they directed uh, something called the wind huh never heard of it yeah me neither uh so <laughs> <laughs> uh. We don't have any uh, any idea who's playing any of the characters or what the characters are going to be or what it's going to be like. All we know is that it's becoming it's coming from Blumhouse. Okay, all right. And it's going to be animatronics made by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. So live action animatronics instead of like any CGI kind of stuff. It'd be really funny if they inputted like Kermit in there. Like, hi, Kermit the Frog here. I'm here to hey kill ho. you. Hey ho! Hey ho! Uh, Freddy the Fazbear here. <laughs> In the original game, do you know who who voiced Freddy Fazbear? Who? Travis Willingham. Really? Okay. Yes. That's awesome. And then uh, Lillian Mummy. Yeah, Lillian Mummy voiced is another character. Okay. She's been in a couple of different things. Mm, Lenny in the Loud House, if you've ever watched no. any of that no but uh yes so should be fun should be uh not something that i'm gonna watch but uh for those that do should be fun i'm intrigued i've never played the games but i am intrigued there you go uh going into another horror movie though <laughs> i guess uh there is going to be a parody movie of the grinch in a horror setting uh <laughs> called the mean one that is being made by this film company called xyz films okay uh it's going to be released this december for free okay i don't know where it's going to be released or anything like that but basically the main character the mean one uh is going to be played by david howard thornton who okay. right now is in if you've if you've seen anything for terrifier 2 mm-hmm. he plays art the clown 
in that. Yes. Okay. Uh, but he is the mean one. Is a hairy, green-skinned grump in a Santa suit living on a mountain high above the town of Newville, despising the holiday season. Young Cindy, you know who. Uh, whose parents were butchered by the mean one 20 Christmases earlier, is returning to town to <laughs> seek closure, but is about to discover that this fiend with a heart two sizes too small is still quite eager to carve the roast beast. So That's got me sold right now. <laughs> it, it's, uh. it's, a, it's very much the Grinch, but mm-hmm. a horror take on the Grinch, and since it's not in public domain as of yet... Uh, they're chalking it up as a parody, and that's why they're not saying it's the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who. It's mm-hmm. the mean one and young Cindy You Know Who. <laughs> but it very much has a Grinch look to it. Very much so. Oh, I love it. Have you ever watched on you? I'm sure you have, but where they cut the Grinch in, into a horror movie trailer? Uh, maybe a while ago okay it like that's just fantastic the 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 work that they did for that so yeah yeah i could just imagine what this will be like it it it, it'll be interesting to see um Mm -hmm. for you uh (laughs) i'll watch it i'll i'll take one for the team there you go there you go hey you never know i mean you know we were thinking the monsters wasn't going to be very good and you loved it so yeah i really enjoyed that but uh, that kind of finishes off our movie news, mm-hmm. which means you should visit us at Facebook. We're facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No spaces, dashes, slashes, anything like that. At movies are a thing. <gasps> Come on by and say hi. Unless, Travis, you had any other news or anything else you'd like to say about any of that? I do not. Okay. Well, going into another horror movie, our first trailer is for the Super Mario Bros. movie. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we had a trailer drop for the Super Mario Bros. movie. This is one that has been very much talked about, uh, not necessarily for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, first things off, first things first, the trailer itself is hilarious, right? It is for sure. Like, I love everything about this trailer except for one thing. And, and we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. Uh, basically, it starts off in an ice kingdom. And all of a sudden, lava starts dripping. <laughs> and uh, basically, Bowser's castle is moving towards this ice palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it gets there and drops anchor and pulls itself down. Uh, and we see that the ice palace is protected by little penguins. Mm-hmm. Who attack <laughs> Bowser with snowballs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you can imagine... Things don't go very well. Uh, Kamek, who's one of the magic Koopas, mm-hmm. uh, basically moves all the penguins out of the way. Bowser melts the ice palace and gets his star, voiced by Jack Black, mm-hmm. which great casting there. It sure was. And then we see Mario. Mario looks <sighs> great. Mario looks fantastic. Mario, the, the movie itself looks fantastic. Looks amazing. It sure does. Yes, it does. And then Mario had to go and start talking. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? I don't know. I I am very confused because <laughs> Mario starts talking without any sort of accent. It's just Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. 
and then near the end of the trailer, all of a sudden he has what I think is supposed to be a Boston accent or like New England accent in general yeah. or New York accent. I don't I honestly don't know what he's even going for. <laughs> uh, but there is one thing online that I did see where they took the audio from uh, Chris Pratt's lines mm-hmm. and put it over or animated uh, Linda from Bob's Burgers. Yes. And it sounds exactly like Linda from Bob's Burgers. It does. It really does. <laughs> <sighs> I, I don't... Uh, Hmm. Like I like I get it. They're trying to make him more relatable. They're maybe trying to get away from the whole Italian plumber sort of situation. But for something for a character that has had that voice for as long as it has mm-hmm. to just up and change it to just being Chris Pratt playing Chris Pratt. Sometimes is with a with a Boston, Boston slash New accent. England slash New York accent. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, I am. I am very confused. I will have to see how it goes. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't. I don't know if I can. If I can watch an entire movie of that. We and did get. I, yeah. We did get some some little uh, vocal exclamations from Luigi, as well at the end of the trailer, running from some dry bones. We sure did. Yes. So Charlie Day as Luigi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sounded okay. He sounded okay. It didn't mm-hmm. sound like he was using a loogie board at all, but... Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to enjoy the trailer. I was enjoying the trailer, especially the line, Do you yield? Yield. And they have such a serious look on their face, and I love it. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's just... Chris Pratt left a sour taste. The voice of Chris Pratt left left a sour taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know? I just... I didn't... Who was that voicing Toadstool? Keegan-Michael Key. That was him. Okay. I wanted to make sure. Yes. Toad is Keegan-Michael Key. I love it. All right. <laughs> we did not get... Okay, so here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten... Uh, we haven't gotten Seth Rogen yet. Nope. As Donkey Kong. We haven't gotten Fred Armisen yet as Cranky Kong. Right. Uh, we haven't gotten... Well, we haven't gotten the full experience of Charlie Day as Luigi. And we haven't <laughs> gotten Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach yet. That's true, we haven't. Uh, who we did get... We did... Mm, did we get Spike? I don't, I don't think we, we, really, we really got Spike. I don't Spike. think we did, no. Uh, we got uh, Carrie Payton as the Penguin King. Yes. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, yep. the Magic Koopa. Yep. And like I said, Jack Black as Bowser as well. And I've heard that he might have a, mus- a musical number, which will be fantastic. Uh, wait, what? I've heard that that uh, that Bowser will have a musical, uh, a musical number in the movie. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that sigh is just so... <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's where I know the name from, or the know the voice from. Okay. Uh, okay. It's Kevin, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, who's Kamek. Mm-hmm. He voiced Captain Gantu in Lilo and Stitch, who is the Wait. the big the big right. dude. Okay. 
I can hear it. Okay. And then, I like I said, Fred Armisen. Things. Right. We'll have to Ugh. see how. We'll have to see how this all goes as Cranky Kong. <laughs> so, he is also going to be in a uh, Netflix TV show here pretty soon. Oh really? Okay. I don't know if you if you watched the trailer for uh, Wednesday. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Fred Armisen is Uncle Fester. I, I, I did hear about that. That's awesome. Uh, I think in the little bit that he was there in the trailer, mm-hmm. he did really great for the Netflix series. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have to see how that goes, though. That's another thing. Uh, so That's for another show. <laughs> that's for a different podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, Super Mario Bros. movie. Looks I, great. I, I am a- it does look great. I the, just Chris Pratt's voice just that's what bugs me the most. It makes me have some reservations. Yep. We'll have to we'll have to see how it goes. And the okay, so before we move on, the original guy that plays Mario or does the voice, he's still around, right? Uh I don't know if he's like the original original, but Charles Martinet, yes. And he will have a cameo in the movie. He just won't be Mario. The what? Uh, okay. All so right. the voice of Mario in literally everything. It's just a side p. It's just a side a side character. Yes. That hurts my heart. So uh, let's see here. Starting back in 1991 with Mario teaches typing the video game, he was the voice of Mario. Okay. Mario's Game Gallery, Super Mario 64. Great game. Mario teaches typing two. <laughs> Mario Kart sixty four, Super Mario sixty four, perfect video. Uh, Mario Party, yeah. Super Smash Bros, Mario Golf, Mario Party two, Mario Tennis, Mario Party three, Super Mario Advance, Doctor Mario sixty four. He was Wario in Wario Land four. But yeah, so uh, basically starting with like Mario Kart sixty four. Mm-hmm. He he voiced a lot of people like Mario, Luigi, Wario. I think Waluigi probably. Um, he he voices a lot of characters in the Mario universe. Wow. Yeah. And now he's just he's just a side character. Right. Unless they're bringing him in as Wario. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Although some people were saying uh, Danny DeVito as Wario. Yes, even and better. And Willem Dafoe as Waluigi. Yes. <laughs> Oh, uh, if they were to do a live action one, that'd be perfect. They did though, with Bob Hoskins. Yeah, but and that John one was Linguizamo. just terrible. That one was just terrible, and you know it. It was great, but still fun to watch. Yes. I mean, it it, it it may be stupid as I'll get out, but it... <laughs> I think we should move on to our next trailer. Sounds good. Which is the Bansies of Inisherin. This is uh. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Ah, they're back. And uh, Barry... Barry? Is it Barry? Barry. Barry. Uh, the Flash. Not, not the Flash. Um, oh, uh... Who looks like Ezra it? Miller. Yep. Uh, the dude from the... Uh, from Dunkirk. From Dunkirk and from the Fantastic Beasts. No, that's... I think that's Ezra Miller, isn't it? Is that Ezra? I, I swear... Or no, he played uh, the the Joker in um, the Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Him. And then he was also in the Eternals. Barry yes. Cogan. Yeah, that's him. Uh, but yeah, this this is entirely in um, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it might need 
some subtitles. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, uh, very much so, because those accents are heavy. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's by the same writer as In Bruges. Okay. Which also stars uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Yes. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> but this one, this one looks... I, I don't know about this one. Basically, Brendan Gleeson's character is like, yeah, I'm just... I'm not going to associate with Colin Farrell's character anymore. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking to him. And everybody's like, well, why, though? Why why are you done talking to him? And he's like, I, I just am. Yep. Are you having a row? Are, are we having a row? <laughs> am I in a row? I don't know. Uh, but yes, it it looks very funny. It looks like it'll be very dramatic at points as well. <laughs> well, I mean... Brendan Gleeson, he has such an RBF that it it <laughs> it, it, it fits that role so well. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there, I'm like, RBF? Yes. I censored it for you. <laughs> RBF. Resting B-Face. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. <laughs> he just has that scowl on his face that yes. just... He <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Martin McDonough mm-hmm. is the writer and director of this. Uh, there was there was something else. He wrote Seven Psychopaths. That's a great movie. That is a great movie. He also wrote Three Billboards Outside of uh, Ebbing, Missouri. I never did see that, but I wanted to. That one, I I feel like they said basically was a or like super kind of hard drama. I guess. Okay, that's what I've heard. Yeah, like very very intense drama. Uh, okay. But yes, uh, In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and now Banshees of Inisherin. I'm probably mm-hmm. mispronouncing that like crazy, but... <laughs> a dang American accent. But the whole time I was watching this trailer, I just was like, why can't we just know why? Why he's not talking to him, or give some sort of a reason so we kind of know, and then kind of switch it up on us and be for this other reason. Mm-hmm. But I, I just wanted to know why he's not talking to Colin Farrell's character. Right, there's got to be something, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yep, we'll have to see. Uh, the next one that we have is for Slumberland, not the furniture store. <laughs> So this one is coming to Netflix on November 18th. Uh, Jason Momoa is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one dude from, what was it? The second Godzilla and Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. the TV show, Kyle Chandler. I think, I think I saw him in there, right? As the, uh, yes, yes, you did. As, as the dad. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it was, it was, uh, why can I not remember his name? He was in Thor 2 and he was in the IT crowd. Chris O'Dowd. Oh, Chris yep, O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd, yeah. Yes, he's in there too. Uh, but basically, it, it centers around this character, Nemo, played by Marlo Barkley, mm-hmm. a young actress here. And Kyle Chandler plays her dad, and they live in, an, uh, in a lighthouse, and then he mm-hmm. passes away. And so she goes to live, it looks like live with Chris O'Dowd, who is Kyle Chandler's brother, right? That's what it sounded like in the trailer? Yeah, that's what it sounded like. And basically, you know, is having a very difficult time, as you would expect. Um, Mm -hmm. But when she goes to sleep, she goes into Slumberland, where Jason Momoa is as like, I don't know, is he... What is Danny DeVito's character in Hercules? 
Philistine. Uh, yes. But what kind of animal? Um, he had, that was a. It's not a centaur. Um, not a minotaur. I'm not too sure, man. A satyr. A satyr. Okay. Uh, it looks like Flip is a bit of a satyr. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, and basically is is guiding Nemo around this slumberland. Mm-hmm. But if you stay in slumberland too long, you never wake up. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, she wants to go on these adventures and do all this stuff while she's sleeping, but she has to wake up and, you know, stay alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It looks like a very, very interesting kind of psychedelic-ish kind of movie. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it looks like Jason Momoa is just having a time of his life playing this character. (laughs) Yes, most definitely. And so this movie reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you've seen this. But uh, Little Monsters from the 80s. Oh, with um, Howie Mandel. Mandel, yes. And uh, what's his face? Uh, the kid from Wonder Years. Um, uh, Fred Savage? Yes, no. and then his brother, Ben Savage. So Corey and Corey Matthews is in it. And, okay. Uh, okay. Yep. Just I mean, because seen, of I've... the whole, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I can see that, yeah. I, I'm just going off of that because of the whole, like... If you stay in, well, like in, in, in Little Monsters, if you stay in their world, and like once dawn hits, then you, and then you're stuck there. Gotcha, sort of gotcha. situation, and that's what that, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. This one looks, uh, looks pretty good here. Um, uh, our next trailer is uh, for Wendell and Wild. We've talked about this one before. This one is from... Uh, it's a stop motion one from Jordan Peele and uh, I can never remember his name. Uh, Henry Selleck directed it. The guy who mm-hmm. did Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot remember who. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, it looks like Jordan Peele and Henry Selleck wrote it based off of a story by Clay McLeod Chaplin. Chapman. Sorry. Chapman. <laughs> okay. Um, This one looks good. It's stop motion uh key and peel are in it mm-hmm. uh angela bassett james hong uh was there another ving rames ving rames is in it too ving rames yes it basically uh this girl has to control her demons mm-hmm. in some way shape or form before they take her away or something i guess it was something like that I, it wasn't entirely too clear in the trailer but well, I mean, we'll have to see how it all goes. I mean, basically, it sounds like they want to become or they want to come into the land of the living. Yep. And they have to go through the main character, Cat, mm-hmm. uh, but they have to basically trick her into summoning them into the living world. Yes. But, uh, I mean, it looks creepy. It does. It looks crazy. Mm-hmm. It looks fun. I'm really, I've been really enjoying these, like, stop-motion movies that have been coming out. Like, I know, like, uh, Paranorman, obviously Coraline, Nightmare Before mm-hmm. Christmas. All, all of those are fantastic. And this one looks about to be as much fun as those. So, hopefully this will be good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's going to be coming to Netflix October 28th. Sweet. All right. Fantastic. Well, our next trailer that we have, Moving Holidays, is <laughs> Violent Night. This looks so good. <laughs> with with David Harbour as Santa. Uh, John Linguizamo uh-huh. is in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It's going to be coming to theaters December 2nd, just as a yes. heads up for you. Uh, but basically, Santa, you know, he kind of goes and gets ready for Christmas and, mm-hmm. you know, go, goes to the bar and gets ready for Christmas and, uh, <laughs> you know, starts giving out or getting out presents. And then there's people that uh, take this family hostage because they have $300 million in their vault mm-hmm. and uh, they want it. And so I think Santa goes into this house and kind of gets caught by somebody. <laughs> yes. Uh, who he then promptly, promptly uh, takes care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks very, <laughs> very violent. <laughs> I mean, he kills somebody with a freaking candy cane. <laughs> yeah, a candy cane, uh, uh, a tree topper star. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, there's a sledgehammer in there somewhere. Yeah, there sure is. Uh, because he takes care of all the people on the naughty list. Because the main, one of the main characters. Uh, is on the good list, on the nice mm-hmm. list, and asks for help. But it looks, <laughs> it looks like just kind of a one one of those like very violent movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just has has fun with the premise. Yeah, I I really like movies that don't take themselves seriously, and this one looks like it's going to be right up that alley. Uh, this one is directed by razor edged Norwegian director. Tommy Virkula, okay, who also directed Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunters. That's a great movie. And the Dead Snow franchise. That's underappreciated as well. Uh, uh, but Nazi yes, zombies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one looks very good. It sure does, and I'm super excited. Uh, for our next one, we're staying within Christmas, but we're uh, switching genres to rom com. Very much Hallmarky kind of Netflix show, Falling for Christmas. Yeah, this one reminds it is a Hallmark movie mixed with a Lifetime movie, but then also mixed in with a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be coming to Netflix on November tenth, starring Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, I mean, from she wasn't looking too good not too long ago here she's looking a lot better now like a lot healthier she, she looks a lot better than what she did in uh a scary movie five and also that one other movie she did where uh i think i know who killed me i think is what it was uh let's see here yeah i know who killed me yeah yep i mean that was 2007 though wow yeah um scary movie five was 2013 okay uh, Among the Shadows. I don't know that one. Hmm. From 2019. Yeah. And I don't think I actually heard of that one. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Hmm. Uh, but yes, Falling for Christmas. Very much a rom-com. Very much a <laughs> Lifetime Hallmark Disney Channel mashup. <laughs> and basically the whole story is this girl is... A hotel heiress. Yep, a hotel heiress. She's been pampered all of her life, and she's getting proposed to on a ski mountain, and ends up falling, and then gets amnesia. <laughs> and well, uh. basically, the the line to get to that is, man, I wish you know people would know me for or would appreciate me for me and not for my last name, you know, kind of thing. Right. Like, oh, okay. Uh. 
Uh, it's gonna be very so, interesting, but the main, the other main character is Chord Overstreet. Okay. Who was in? I guess he was in Glee as both Sam Evans and Rory Flanagan. I never watched Glee, so I don't know that one. If you did, you might, uh, you might know them. Yep. And then George Young, I think, is the uh, the one guy who like proposes to her on the mountain. Oh yeah, the creepo guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, Malignant, twenty twenty one. He was uh, Kekoa Shaw. I know the name. I don't know the name, but I know the movie. But okay. Okay, and just not not a lot of not a lot of uh stuff that I know of. I guess I should say. Sure. Okay. Uh, but yes, if you're looking for a Christmassy rom com, that one is coming to Netflix on um November tenth. Cool. All right. Get ready for the season. <laughs> We're getting there, yeah. yeah. Our next one is, our next trailer is The Wonder. Now, I don't know how I feel about this one. It's going to be creepy. I mean, I really enjoy Florence Pugh. Yep. She and is fantastic. It is based off of a book by uh, Emma Donahue, who was the writer okay. of Room. Okay. Not The Room. Room. Room, okay. And so... Basically, it's about a young Irish girl whose Catholic family has claimed she hasn't eaten nothing since her 11th birthday four months ago. Mm -hmm. And so they bring two people in to basically watch her, Florence Pugh being one of them and a nun being another one, to just watch. Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't know how to describe what goes on with this one. Yeah, it's like they're they're trying to figure out why she's not eating. There's got to be a reason for it. They're thinking medical, I mean, psychological, but they just are trying to figure it out, but there's no really no answers for it. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like there's some creepy stuff that happens, so it kind of turns into a horror, horror-ish movie. At least that's what I took it as in the trailer. I could be wrong, but... Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of nice because you actually get uh, Florence's ac- native accent from England mm-hmm. because she's an English actress. Yes. Uh... So it's not MCU Florence Pugh? It is not MCU Florence Pugh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, if you're looking for like a creepy kind of mind-bending trailer, mm-hmm. I would go watch this one for The Wonder. I, I yeah. like, I do like psychological horror, so this might be up my alley. And this one is coming to Netflix November 16th. Sweet. Uh, kind of changing... Uh, changing genres again just kind of going <laughs> almost to 180 shotgun wedding into comedy uh did we talk about this one before no we haven't it just reminds you a lot like of another movie that came out this year kind of uh which one just but uh it kind of so it kind of re- reminds me of uh what's it called uh the ones with sandra bullock and channing tatum oh the uh, lost city yeah okay well, I mean, this one is Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel. Yep. Uh, where basically they are getting married. Uh, uh, looks like a very, very expensive wedding. Very expensive wedding, and the mom of the of the groom is Stifler's mom. <laughs> I, I can't remember her name, but yes. <laughs> um. Oh, what is her name? Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Jennifer Coolidge, 
apparently Cheech Marin is in this movie as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, was Lenny Kravitz the ex? Uh, yes. Yes, he was. Okay. I didn't recognize him. Not going to lie. <laughs> I recognized him as soon as he started walking up. as like, is that Lenny Kravitz? There you go. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, basically the entire wedding gets taken hostage and Josh Dumel and Jennifer Lopez have to save everybody. It looks so cheesy, but you know, it might be a good time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Although this is the second movie that we had trailers for this week that involved uh, a grenade <laughs> very yes. prominently in the trailer. It did. <laughs> Violent Night, the Santa Claus one, was the other yep. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta watch. <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, one looks fun, though. I want to see Shotgun yes. Wedding. It looks good. It just might be super cheesy, and you might have to turn off your brain for it. But Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, but this one's going to be on Amazon Prime Video on January 29th. Sweet. And then uh, our next trailer that we have is Run, Sweetheart, Run, which... When it first, you know, the trailer starts, it looks like a nice little, you know, kind of romantic movie or, you know, kind of that kind of movie, I guess. And then it changes. Uh, dramatically, yes. <laughs> I did like his, his little stop motion that he did, though. Yeah. So basically, in the middle of the trailer, uh, you know, well, the, there's this girl who gets a they're in an office and they, he she gets a, a picture of a client. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she goes to meet this client and she's like, I hope he looks like the picture. I hope he looks like the picture. And I'm guessing that he does. So they go out for, you know, dinner or whatever. They come back mm-hmm. for a drink to his place. They walk in. He looks at the camera and says, and puts out his hand to say, stop. And the camera stops. And then he goes in and then it turns into more of a horror kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where he is now telling her that he is hunting her mm-hmm. and that if she can survive, survive then she gets to live survive through the night yes and it looks like it's going to be a bloodbath very much so yes <laughs> very much so uh she kind of gave me rambo vibes especially with the bandana and i kind of liked it gotcha gotcha um, but yeah, I am very intrigued in watching this one. I know, I'm sure you're not, but <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably yeah. not. Uh, but this one is coming to prime video as well. October 28th. Oh, okay. So prime video. All right. I'm going to have to reget prime. <laughs> uh, but that does lead us to our last trailer of the night, which is the good house, uh, which has Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein and Morena Baccarin. It sure does. Um, so basically, <laughs> does it start off with the intervention for Sigourney Weaver? I believe, yeah, it does. Because she's uh, an alcoholic, isn't she? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, but basically, it sounds like the premise of the movie is Sigourney Weaver's uh, husband left her for another guy. Mm-hmm. And then, so she's trying to handle that, and then her daughters and everything like that and trying to be you know trying to still trying to work as a real estate agent Mm -hmm. in wherever they're at (laughs) i can't remember uh but there's a fisherman there played by kevin klein Mm -hmm. who at first is you know it's going to be the whole 
you know, oh, at first they're annoyed with each other, and then they, you know, kind of, oh, well, you want to you wanna go get some dinner, I guess? And, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, well, okay, well, you're, you know, I think I love you now. Oh, okay, I think I love you too. And I, I shortened <laughs> the movie by, you know, hour and a half, two hours. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's Sigourney Weaver, it's Kevin Klein, it's Marina Bra- Baccarin. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I mean, if you if you're looking for this kind of, like, dramatic romance movie mm-hmm. this might be something to check out uh it'll be coming to blu-ray dvd and digital on november 22nd yeah so. i just would, wanted to say that like the, i'd say that this is the first time that i've seen sigourney weaver in, in a role that wasn't exactly like like a a badass kind of where she's not exactly like a a badass woman character in it she's more Mm -hmm. vulnerable in this one it's more of a i guess love story sort of like redemption sort of situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i like that i mean it shows depth in what she can do and and we all know that she can do fantastic work exactly exactly so uh that is the end of our trailers which brings us to the movies that are premiering this week woot the first one that we have is Halloween Ends, which is going to be rated R and is going to be in theaters and on Peacock. This is Laurie Strode's last stand. After 45 years, the most acclaimed, revered horror franchise in film history reaches its epic, terrifying conclusion as Laurie Strode faces off for the last time against the embodiment of evil Michael Myers in a final confrontation unlike any captured on screen before. Only one of them will survive. IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. So you got your tickets I'm yet, so, Travis? I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Yes, I'm going to lose control, and I think I like it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Oh, this is my number one pick of the weekend. I'm going to watch this. Theater I want to watch or... it in theaters. Okay. I want to see it in theaters because I believe that's how it was meant to be seen. But I might have to do one in theaters and one Peacock. We'll see. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, you have fun with that. Let us know how it is. I will. Perfect. All right. (laughs) Kind of quickly moving along here uh, just because I kind of have to. Um, Our next (laughs) movie is Emily, which is rated R and is going to be in theaters. Emily wears a mask. The world tells her she must be quiet, obedient, dutiful. She certainly must neither speak her mind nor share her thoughts, feelings, and dreams. Even Emily, though, is wildly alive. She rages with emotion, has a voice yearning to be heard, and her mind is overwhelmed by imagination. She has no interest in staying silent and doing what others want, and Emily is about to show you why. IMDb has this one at a 7.4 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at an 85%, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Yeah, this is a no for me, dog. I would have never guessed. Yeah, no. It, it's not my cup of tea at all. <laughs> so this is this is basically the story of Emily Bronte, mm-hmm. who wrote uh, The Wind Withers, I believe. Sure. Or the... One second. Oh, sorry. Wow, I was totally wrong. Uh, Withering Heights is the name of the book. Okay. All right. Uh, and that is basically the story of how that book got written, I think, and kind of... Emily Bronte story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a it's very much a period piece. It's very much, um, you know, going to be a, a period drama. 
Mm-hmm. So if you if you are looking for a movie like that, absolutely, go ahead check it out. It's going to be in theaters. Uh, like I said, right now it has an eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes with thirteen reviews, uh, and IMDb is sitting at a seven point four out of ten. Th- those are very good scores considering a movie that I just have no interest. <laughs> and uh, oh, uh, basically, kind of going off of IMDb here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. So Emily imagines the transformative, exhilarating, and uplifting journey to womanhood of a rebel and a misfit, one of the world's most famous, enigmatic, and pro- uh, provocative writers who died too soon at the age of thirty. Hmm. Uh, and then this one, it's it's directed by uh, Frances O'Connor. Okay. Who this is her only directing credit. Okay. But she was Peggy Hodgson in The Conjuring Two. I know the movie. I couldn't tell you the name, but okay. I mean, she was um, Monica Swinton in Artificial Intelligence. Like Steven Spielberg's Artificial Intelligence? Yes. Oh, wow, I haven't seen that in forever. Okay. Uh, uh, but yes, this is this is uh, her first directing debut movie. And it's gotten some pretty good scores, too. So congratulations well, to her. Yeah, congratulations to her. And hopefully uh, it pans out. Absolutely. Which leads us to our last movie, uh, which is Till, which is going to be rated PG-13 and will have a limited release. Till is a profoundly emotional and cinematic film about the true story of Mamie Till Mobley's relentless pursuit of justice for her 14-year-old son, Emmett Till, who in 1955 was brutally lynched while visiting his cousins in Mississippi in Mamie's, uh, yeah, Mamie's poignant journey of grief turned to action. We see the universal power of a mother's ability to change the world. IMDb did not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at 100% with 23 reviews, and Metacritic is sitting at a 70, with 10 positive reviews and 2 mixed reviews. Okay. I'd say that this is number two for me of the weekend. Um, I think this looks very, very good. It's, it's going to be sad. It's going to be emotional. Oh, it's going to be a super difficult movie. Absolutely, hundred percent. So don't go into this one with a heavy heart. Yeah, I think I think this is one that uh, my guess is is will need to be seen, mm-hmm. but will only be able to be seen once. Yep, I will agree with that. Just because I mean, basically, the uh, this story, the one of Emmett Till, is is one that everybody should know about. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, but it seems to be more and more forgotten as we go along so having this movie out there to kind of keep the story alive to kind of show where we've where this country i guess really has come from and you know how far it still needs to go exactly right um it's just it's like you said it's gonna be a super emotional movie so (laughs) careful of, of when you when you go to see it but yes tread lightly but i mean for those that go and see it i'm sure you'll greatly enjoy it if not, I well, mean, it'll teach you something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it might be something as well where um, it might not have all of the historical points 100% accurate mm-hmm. just because it is a Hollywood movie, but right. it is definitely a good jumping off point. Exactly. Sure. To to go and learn, you know, the full story and learn exactly what happened. And um, yeah. 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 I got you, man. I got you. So... Uh, kind of en- ending on a, a bit of a, I wouldn't say downer, but more kind of a uh, heavy note. 
But that is our last movie of the weekend. <laughs> uh, so, Travis, Halloween yes. ends until, correct? He, correct, yes. All right. We'll see how this all goes, but uh, do you have anything else you would like to say about any of the movies, trailers, or news? I do not, sir. In that case, make sure you visit us at Facebook or at Facebook.com slash Movies Are Thing. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Movies Are Thing. Those bases dash slash anything like that at Movies Are A Thing. We also have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash Movies Are Thing. If you want to uh, help support the podcast, we have that over there. Travis. Yes, sir. Thank you for being here. You're, you're welcome, sir. And I do believe it is about that time. Here I come. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Pizza delivery is really great. Oh, yeah. First name Bob, last name We Gotta Be Beats a Boy. <laughs> Collect call from Bob We Gotta Be Beats a Boy. Do you accept the charges? No. No. <laughs> it was Bob. They had a baby. It's a boy. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. One beep for yes, two beeps for no. Beep, beep. Yes, yes. Ah, uh, so bad. So bad. So bad. So, so bad. good. Uh, got something in my eye. Hold on. Ugh. It was my finger. <laughs> oh, where did it go? Where did it go? Where's... No. No. Did I close it? No. There it is. Okay. Whew. Um. <laughs> the So, yeah. So, Candace Brown is back directing... Before we do that, uh, sorry, let me, uh, clear that. We're going to do Planet of the Apes. Okay. Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Beneath mm-hmm. the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Yep. And just regular Planet of the Apes. Yep. Okay. Okay, fine. I guess you're a fan uh, I can remember my mom showed me those as, as a kid, and I was just so, so intrigued by it. Uh, I've, I've got all of them. They had a, a Blu-ray collection years ago for sale, and I was like, oh, that's cool. mine. <laughs> ha- have you seen all of them? Not yet. Oh, Kurt. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, some of them are better than others, but mm-hmm. they're still fun to watch. Well, to go back to your segue. Yes. Uh, see a movie. I want to see coming soon. Uh, let's see here. October, November, 3rd. Oh, these aren't like organized, are they? <laughs> what? Stupid. Okay, so AMC does not have it on their on their sites. Okay. <coughs> well, oh, I wait, know wait, 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 local. Wait. Oh. Wait. Waiting. Advanced tickets. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is a New York zip code? Actually, I could just do New York, New York. <sighs> okay.
And knives out. <laughs> Not streaming anywhere. Dang it. So let me double check one thing here quick. Uh, does it not actually have it on here? Okay, I guess it doesn't have it on there. Uh, so, do, 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 do. why is that not? Uh, let's see here. And then Christopher McCullough was in the movie as well. I mean, the name sounds really familiar, but I might just cut this out, honestly. Okay. Oh, crap. We talked a lot. Well, it doesn't help when we go on tangents, though, either. <laughs> I know, I know, but... <laughs> but that's the fun of it. Uh, this current... Uh, we are currently at 131 minutes. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Over two hours of recording. Oh, wow. And, I mean, I think, like, maybe we started actually recording recording at, like, 12 minutes, I want to say. Okay. Like, or, like... We actually started the podcast at like 12 minutes. I was recording gotcha. for the 12 minutes before that, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yes. fun stuff. <laughs> this is, this is going to be fun to edit. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. I should probably get going. All right. You have yourself a good one, sir. You too. All right. All Goodbye. right. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.